Hi, I'm Justin Janetsko. I'm a former educator and chaplain for the Seventh-day Adventist Church, and now mostly interested in aspects of humanism. Hi, I'm Chris Bobianco. I grew up in the Seventh-day Adventist community and enjoy challenging myself and growing through conversations. Welcome to the Talus Slopes podcast. If you're questioning the legitimacy of your Christian experience, you're not alone. We've been there too. That's why we're here. We're going to call out and condemn the toxic behavior and senseless narratives perpetuated by Christians, and we'll provide credible counterpoints and bring the receipts. Join us as we confront and weigh in on some of the craziest things Christians think, say, and do that often go unchecked here on the Talus Slopes podcast. No, I'm not okay. Why not? Because we have to watch the Ted Wilson video. <laughs> what a mood. Me, every time I try to get research on something hateful, it's like, man. How many times have I watched this video in my life at this point? It only came out four or five months ago. I think it was four. came out November 23 sometime. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not even, yeah. It tasks me. It's exhausting because yeah. it's just so bad (laughs) we're gonna jump right back into it folks we are reviewing and analyzing and especially critiquing the seventh-day adventist response to what they think is a an attack on (laughs) an attack on their church oh goodness on maybe even god himself and it would be himself not herself not their self god is a he The Bible is very clear when it says that. Hmm. Come correct, Chris. It's called Taking a Bold Stand on Human Sexuality. It is a special message from Pastor Ted Wilson, which we have stated before. He is the president of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, which, in in my opinion, aligns very much with the average conservative Christian (laughs) in, in, in beliefs, at least in regards to... Um, can gay LGBT- people be at church? Yeah, can yeah. Can be in a relationship? Blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. So when it comes to the LGBTQ plus community, the Evanist official doctrine or their official stance is going to align with conservative Christians across the spectrum. Right? For the most part, yes. Okay. So I'm going to, as always, put the link to this video in the show notes. I would suggest if you haven't re- watched the in- read the entire video. I mean, you can read the transcript. I, I do be reading videos all the time. Because I have to put the captions, are the captions on Wilson. because I I is old. But but yeah, go ahead and watch it. It'll make a little bit more sense. We're not we are we're it's gonna take a while to get through this thing. <laughs> yeah, we're at what second twenty so five. We'll see. And we've already done two episodes on. All right, so this is our third episode. My first <laughs> uh, part three. Oh yeah, welcome back, Chris. Thank you. Da 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 da. Yay. Chris in the building. In the basement. And I was like, not the house. The, not the, the house. The basement. The, the building. building. Okay. The abode. Um, let's pick it up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just back it up a little bit here. Beep, beep, beep. That's me backing it up. Yeah, I, I got back that. that thing up. No, uh, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> here we go. We have been going through the book, The Great Controversy. Yes. We have seen how there have been people down through the ages who were faithful to God and His Word. We've also read about the reformers who stood for God's truth, sometimes at the cost of their own lives. Some painstakingly translated the scriptures into the common languages of the people, making it possible for 
everyone to read the Bible for themselves. I'm going to stop it there. Chris, do you think it's a good thing that everybody gets to read the Bible for themselves? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was because I'm not sure. Well, before it was allowed, it was more common Mm -hmm. for church leaders to tell things to the congregation, and the congregation wasn't able to look it up for themselves. Mm -hmm. So now I do think it's great that everyone can look for themselves. Mm -hmm. However, it is still taken advantage of in a way that mm, is it any different? Yeah, I don't know. Um, No, I actually I do agree with you. I think. I mean, I think that everybody should have access to books and information. Oh, no I agree. No matter who you are, I think that's very important. Uh, but at the same time, I know that a lot of people have read the Bible and walked away with some very terrible ideas. It's almost like, man, that's, it, it, that's it, true. in this case, it might have been better if you just didn't read that at all because Ooh. you did nothing good with it. But I know that that's ultimately not true. Um, so I, I do agree with you, and I agree with Ted Wilson on this, that it's a good thing that everybody can read the Bible. Amen? And amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Let's continue on. What will we hear next? Who knows? Actually, we all know. But, I know. It's like yeah. we've, we've literally watched this multiple times. 25 times this morning. Ooh. In spite of Satan's vicious making it possible for everyone to read the Bible for themselves. In spite of Satan's vicious attacks on God's word, thousands of people rejoiced in the truth. Building on that solid foundation, I would like to share a special message with you today. For you see, friends, Satan is relentless in his Uh, fury. And the plain words of God continue to be under attack from all sides. Okay. I'm going to stop it there. He's mentioned Satan twice so far. Already? We are one minute and seven seconds in, and he has been talking about Satan and really kind of Satan's attack (laughs) on, well, he qualifies by saying the plain words of the Bible. I do find it funny that he says that it's good that everyone can read the Bible, but Mm -hmm. then goes on to say that the majority of people have been deceived by Satan. So is it really good that everyone can read the Bible? Because some can't read yeah. it plainly, apparently. Yeah, I hmm. I don't know exactly what to do with that. It seems very much like, I'm glad that people can read the Bible, but unless they're reading it my way or interpreting it my way... They're reading it wrong! They are of Satan. <laughs> Which includes me and you, Chris, right? Yeah. How do you feel that Ted Wilson kind of like... Not directly, but implicitly called you Satan, or at least possessed by Satan. I mean... Is that not what he's saying? Am I wrong on that? That's what it feels like. I mean, if nothing else, (sighs) he's giving this whole conversation just an easy out. He said, this is because of Satan. Everyone who isn't doing the truth, Satan. Evil. That's just a cop out. Come on. (sighs) That that is so true. the The amount of times that I hear people blaming Satan for things that they have clearly done, or are just the results of a basic human behavior or interaction or whatever, it's amazing. Satan seems to give Christians, especially, an excuse to let humans be hateful mm-hmm. and it not be their fault. Yeah. Oh, the devil made me do it. Exactly. Is, is my favorite. <laughs> The devil made me do it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Look, it's not Satan. 
It's just rigorous study and critical thought that's analyzing the <laughs> words that, that he wants to read in what I think is a very lazy way. The yeah. plain words. You I mean, you just picked it up and read it and then you you interpreted it the way that you wanted to. But it's, then when somebody goes in and they're saying, well, there's actual facts that we have to qualify these words and to understand these words better, you're just like, Satan! <laughs> Anything that's not known and is scary is evil, don't you know? Yeah. And, and Christians milk that one. <laughs> but like, is that actually satanic? No. No. Yeah. To me, when I hear Ted Wilson say that, I, I and he's, he's not the only one, believe me. Oh, Plenty no. of Christians... They, again, they punt to Satan when it comes to anybody that disagrees with them. I think it's just rhetoric that's used to demonize those who disagree with the status quo. Yeah. That's all that really is. And, I, and it works. That's why it's used consistently. Not to mention that the reformers that he just shouted out in this video were all considered to be heretical and satanic by the church of their <laughs> so day. So true. Like, you wonder why there were such hmm. problems with these reformers. Yeah. But, you know... To that point, the reformers did actual work. So like Martin Luther is one of these individuals that does eventually get his hands on a Bible and he reads it and he's like, shoot, this is wrong. I've been told things that are not consistent with what I'm reading here. Um, Was the church too happy about that? No, they were not because it challenged their authority and their power. They were big mad. Mm. Big mad. (laughs) Okay. And, you know, uh, Ted Wilson, if 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 he has an actual problem with these interpretations, call out the humans doing it. Why pin it on Satan? I mean, this is a very basic human act. Look, I disagree with Ted Wilson on on the interpretations of the scripture when it comes to LGBTQ plus period. Yes. But it's not because I went into my room, closed the door, turned off all the lights, lit some candles, and asked Satan to come into my experience and guide me into something that would uh, just wreck the church. I just sat down and no, read something. Right? You're just I, reading I did it. actual research, and I don't like the way that Satan is illustrated and painted in the Bible as being evil. I don't like evil things. Yeah, I reject well, that's the evil point. things. It's a very black and white thinking. But the fact that I support you, Chris, just you as yeah, a person, that makes, you, that makes, that me, evil. makes me evil. Which is how <laughs> weird, right? And I'm just it's like, so I didn't even weird. do anything. Like maybe if I like I gone and like killed someone, that would make sense. But like, no, I'm just chilling. I mean, I don't think you've done that. I definitely have not done that. Okay. What are you talking about? <laughs> what a relief. Oh. But that's but that's it, right? You right? have you have not done anything other than give. Beautiful love. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. That was a couple days ago. To somebody that exactly. is selfless and it empowers them and lifts them up. And it's then Ted Wilson's like satanic. That's evil. That's what I'm saying. Like anything the worst thing possible that scares them is evil. I, Chris, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> it, and it's just frustrating, but it's a it's a truth that needs to be addressed. Because it's not truth. <laughs> it's just it happens all yeah. the time. You brought this up earlier. The whole idea that like Satan is so crafty. Mm. These people that deliver these warnings and then tell us that Satan is at work. Well, if he's so crafty, how do you know you're not being deceived? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so <laughs> funny to me because it's like, well, what gives you the notion that you're not being deceived? Oh, is it? Oh, the Holy Spirit yeah. spoke to me. Well, how do you know it's the Holy Spirit? 
Yeah. How do you know it wasn't Satan? Yeah. If Satan's so crafty and powerful, how do you know? Like, all I did was I just read and listened to some people that showed their actual work when it came to affirming theology. And it happened to just disagree with Ted Wilson's take and the Seventh-day Adventist and all conservative Christians take on it. That, that Don't be mad that your beliefs are just that flimsy. Well, and that's something that's been historically used. You know, when something denies faith, when something gives evidence, what is it considered? Evil, witchcraft, witchcraft heresy. Witchcraft, yeah. Because it's a witch hunt. logic is Everybody not possible so. unless it's within faith. Yeah. And that doesn't make sense. But it's still happening today. Incredible. Let's keep it going. Keep it going full steam. Too sweet to be sour. Too nice to be mean. No oh, goodness. Uh, rest in peace, MCA. Oh. For you see, friends, Satan is relentless in his fury. And the plain words of God continue to be under attack from all sides. Okay. I think that's where we stopped the last time. <laughs> that was where we stopped the last time, Justin. But there's a different part of what he says in that sentence that I have to stop and address. It reminded me of my own personal experience with progress. Hmm, interesting. Do you pray tell? I, like literally everybody, am progressive. Even if you're conservative, you're still progressive. Mm. Maybe not like politically or but... <laughs> religiously, or, yeah, not like that. But like you change over time, you change your mind. We we all do that to That's some true. to some degree. So Ted Wilson says, "Look, Satan is attacking the plain words of God." Ted Wilson would encourage and has encouraged Adventists and all Christians to read the Bible through a historical, grammatical way. In other <laughs> words, when you read the Bible. All the words can be read plainly, and if you have a question about what they mean, you can look throughout the Bible, and the Bible will support itself. We disagree with that. I mean, that's true to an extent, but we say we, we like to look at it through the historical critical method, right, where we're actually using facts and, and uh, findings from the, from the scientific and historical communities to uh, academic communities to address the content within the Bible. So... That that phrase, the plain words of God, that used to drive me crazy when people would say things like, oh, the Bible is clear, or you have to read the Bible plainly. And I would be very dismissive of those statements, because I felt like the authors included in the Bible were writing on completely different levels. I really thought that you'd have to examine each of those passages to the nth degree to understand it, but as time has progressed, so have I. I mean, I used to think <laughs> the same thing, honestly. I would get so furious that... Yeah. I was like, I would tell pastors and spiritual leaders in my life, I was, hey, how am I supposed to understand this? I don't know Greek. I don't know Hebrew. Mm -hmm. I, don't know, I don't know Aramaic. So if I have questions, I don't know what it's saying mm -hmm. in the original context. But like I could if I did the historical critical method. But to me, in yeah. their mind, you know, how I was raised, it was, I don't understand it. I have to go to someone else mm -hmm. for guidance and help and to tell me what it means. And that bothered me. And it, it should. I mean, as much as possible in this world, we want to do as much of our own work as possible and find the most credible sources. Right. And that's really, you know, the beauty of peer-reviewed communities where you have individuals holding other individuals and their work accountable. It's just that, you know, again, when it comes to the quote unquote plain words of God. <laughs> <laughs>
that they say it's clear, but then they don't treat it like it's clear. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. So think about it like this. I actually do view the words now as simple and clear and plain for the most part. But what I don't think is simple and clear and plain is the context in which these words are situated. So, for example, I think Ted Wilson would have no issue with me saying that when he reads Leviticus 18.22, which says, a man should not lie with another man as with the woman, this is an abomination, he would say, look, the scripture is clear. It's, it's very plain. Y- you can't be gay. I promise you, by the time he gets to Mark 10, at least... At least. He's going to have some nuance there. Because hmm. in Mark 10, Jesus is interacting with an individual who is, uh, amongst other things, uh, rich, uh, hmm. young. Like, uh, like people in pros- like ruler, prosperous uh, positions in the Adventist <laughs> church? Hmm. And that man says, what must I do to you know, have abundant life? And Jesus' whole thing is like, well, go ahead and sell all your things. Give, them, give the money to the poor and then follow me. <laughs> But how many religious leaders are doing that? Well, none of them do. Exactly. Except for the ones that do. And which is that's a rarity. Which is which does happen. It does happen. But to be fair. But it ain't but it ain't most. They get very nuanced hmm. when it comes to the plain reading of that right. scripture. Oh, but this meant this specific person's Yes. Journey. Yes. He was talking to that specific per well, is not not also true for Leviticus eighteen twenty two. That's what I'm saying. But they yeah, ex- exactly. They don't want to be nuanced about those things until it works against them. And, you know, actually, <laughs> so if, true. if you keep on reading Mark 10, I don't know what the disciples, how they understood it, but they seem to be very bothered by that statement. Even they're just like, shoot, how can anybody be saved then? Right. Because Jesus says it's a, a rich man getting to heaven. That's more Harder. difficult than the, the, the camel through the eye of the needle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what, what they hear what, that they're just like, this is not possible, but they just hear that as something that is maybe applying to most people. Mm. And I think that that's true because here's the issue with the rich young ruler, little side tangent here, but he comes to Jesus and his whole thing is like, what must I do to have eternal life? And then he lists off all these commandments that he's keeping. But Jesus's point is, okay, that's all good and everything. But one thing you lack, Mm. you don't have love for people. You walk around these streets past all the poor, past all the needy, and you neither care for them or engage with them. And in fact, Jesus says, I'll give you a chance right now to do that. Sell all your stuff, give it to them, and follow me. And the man's like, I'm out. It's interesting how so much of Jesus's story and his words and actions are based off of love. The mm-hmm. pure concept of love. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. It, it, that's simple. But no, it's not. <laughs> but like, li- li- Jesus is so progressive. Like, I like to think myself as progressive. Mm. I'm not doing that. Like, I <laughs> I drive past every single day people that I know could use money that I have. And I don't have mm. a lot of money. But money that I have to better their lives. And right. I don't do that. Yeah. That's fair. I just don't. And and do these religious leaders today no. do that? Uh-uh. You see them driving around their nice little cars, wearing know. nice suits. All I'll say is I see a lot of churches, and I see a lot of poverty around those churches. Mm, that's really sad, yeah. And these churches are nice. Are they just not going to take those plain words of the Bible seriously? Okay, so but getting back to Ted Wilson, to say that these that these 
words or uh, these plain words of God are under attack. I mean, I think that he means that people are looking at these words critically <laughs> and, really and then interpreting the words in a critical context, you know, even if that interpretation challenges the status quo, which is exactly what the reformers he just shouted out did. We already said right? that. Like, I mean, what's, I, I'm confused. What's I'm confused. so funny to me is the concept of once you think you know everything, you stop progressing. And that's what it feels like church has done here. Mm -hmm. It's we're afraid we're like, I'm part of it. I'm not um, like churches are <gasps> afraid that if something is challenged, that's going to completely ruin everything else, but it misses out on the opportunity for growth. And that's exactly what he's saying. Like he's saying the plain words of God continue to be under attack. No, what really is the mindset behind this is church power authority and tradition mm -hmm. is under attack it's the most important thing right which is more important than loving others apparently yeah i mean i think jesus would vehemently disagree well, that's what i'm saying his whole structures. thing was about love yeah and he's anti like he he's always talking about if you get money you probably shouldn't have it if you get power you probably shouldn't have it right get rid of these things empower other people and that is the most beautiful thing that you can do with your life. Exactly. With your time, with your resources. And that is beautiful. If that's what Christianity was, I would probably still be in it. But we're going to use all that power, wealth, and money to tear down gay people. <laughs> Not us, but that's what the that's, conservatives are doing. Yeah, you know. I think we're done here. I don't want to talk about this anymore. No. It's got me depressed. It's frustrating. <laughs> like, ugh, it's hard. How many more minutes do we have? Oh, my goodness. Like, I, We only got to, like, minutes. what, a minute? Hey, we're gonna do it though. I think this is. I think this is good to. It all back needs on to be stuff. said, and it's all very important. So I'm glad we're doing it. But yeah. it is very taxing, if nothing else, because this is just something that people refuse to look at critically. It hurts. It does hurt my brain. I said that in the last episode with Izzy. Yeah. And Izzy was just like, "That's why Izzy says he doesn't even watch this stuff. <laughs> it's like yeah. It's too much." And I get his I, point I get from that it, too. Yeah. Is sometimes it's better to avoid being thrown into the toxic stuff if it's better for you and your health then it would be for you to continue to look for the answers when it's hurting you we don't tell a joke at the end of of these episodes do you know what we do we give a benediction no what's your benediction today no i'm not doing that <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> there you have it folks no no i'm not doing that I had enough in my life. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs>